0: Hello, Annie Trenders. Welcome to the Girl Taku, hosted by the Ladies of Anime Trending. We are back with another fun topic on the table. My name is Gracie, and the lovely witches with me are once again.
1: Hello, Isabel here. And this is Agnes.
0: So without further ado, the girl talk today will be about ships or more specifically relationships within an anime that we really, really like and find to be really healthy and also very cute and totally ship them. So we've got a full set today and probably a lot of fangirling on top of that. Um, who wants to start first? Uh, like who's volunteering? I just realized we never picked it like we usually do. <laughs>
1: I'm fine if you go first, Gracie.
0: You want me to go first? Alright, yeah. you guys are ready for it. <laughs> so, um, my first pick is actually and Yona from uh, Yona of the Dawn, or the Japanese name, Akatsuki no Yona. I fell in love with that couple within the anime, but it's only like grown since I started following the manga. I think the thing that I, I mean, yes, it's a little unfair for Hawk just because, yeah, uh, Hawk clearly has had um, um, really or specifically romantic feelings towards Yona for a long time that she did not see because she was infatuated with Suong. But I think their relationship, what makes it really, really work, is sort of lying on Hawk's shoulder. Hawk doesn't do the generic bodyguard of don't worry about anything, I will protect you sort of mindset. Like, He's the guy who supports it when she's like, "I want to be stronger to defend myself." And it's like, while he does feel an instinctive urge to be like, "No, you don't have to. I can do it for you," um, he doesn't speak out on it. And we actually get that a lot from his inner monologues whenever she's, you know, asleep or something like that, or he sees her hands are roughed up, or you know, she's clearly tired and ex- physically exhausted and he so desperately wants to just tell her to like relax and and take a step back but he knows like ultimately this is something that she wants to self improve on and to become a more capable person and because it is in pursuit of her own self improvement Despite all his misgivings, he never tries to stand in her way. He always steps back and lets her um, take the necessary steps to character develop, essentially. And I just think that's so integral as part of their relationship because, I mean, everyone wants a really supportive partner, especially a supportive partner who might have his own misgivings but, you know, trusts you to make the right decisions. Manga stuff has happened that I won't go into spoiler territory on hoping that we get a second season somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but um even within the anime itself, I think like Yona on once again, isn't quite there yet in regards to her level of, um, romantic feelings towards him. But without a doubt, she cares a lot about him. And there has been in the OVA, like flashbacks of when they were kids. And it's just like, she's so comfortable with him and she's so, um, and she's so casual with him that I think it's, I mean, it is only a matter of time for romantic feelings to develop really considering once again, her romantic feelings towards Su Wong was more of infatuation than actual like love and so she has all the makings to like make this relationship more balanced once she gets there but for now based on what season one has shown us it's really Hawk's devotion for her as well as his ability to step aside to sort of let her do her thing that really really shines for me in regards to their relationship. I know both of you have seen this anime, so uh, feel free to chime in and like disagree or agree with me.
1: I feel like you pretty much nailed everything.
0: <laughs> oh yay, great. This is what happens when I rant. <laughs> I take away all the other conversation points. <laughs>
2: no, I mean, but I, yeah.
0: did you like you two shipped them, right?
2: <laughs> oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't know what other ship I could probably make with that uh show or <laughs> series. Um It'd be weird if, he, you know, um, she ended up with one of the dragons, but that obviously, um, I mean, the dragons are the ones that are protecting her too. And Hawk is always, I just like how they also call him the, the was it the Dark dragon or the dark dragon yeah. Yeah. To make feel the wild beast, like one of those <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love j because um haw calls Hawk more of a monster than them the literal dragon spirit <laughs> so, which is actually pretty true considering how ridiculously powerful he is on the battlefield so he kind of reminds me of like Yukimura Sanada back in the Sengoku era of how they painted him to be essentially undefeatable on the battlefield, like that's how I imagine Hawk is. So
1: <laughs> pretty much, and the fact that he he's a mere human, he's not like a big dragon with lots of powers, but he's strong enough to hold out on his own.
0: Oh, I was about to ask if any of you guys ventured into the manga since a season 2 has not come I out. I did. Well,
1: I mean, I've been I've been following the manga for a long time before the anime came out. And so when it actually came out, I usually don't watch the anime afterwards because I know uh, what happens, but yeah. I was really impressed with the production that they put into it.
0: The voice acting I, was so good.
1: Um The voice acting's very good. Yeah. <laughs> uh especially in the second half of the first season everything just came together so nicely i was like wow this is great but aside from the anime itself the manga has a lot of really cool developments and what i really like is you see a much more vulnerable side of hawk much more exposed it's not as like poised or like cool and aloof kind of thing like he does in the anime and seeing that side of hawk has yona like put more on the spotlight in her trying to support him or figuring out ways, I guess, to make him feel better. So it feels that the relationship isn't so one-sided anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. I figured, I mean, I had faith in the author to not make it one-sided, but I think um, Hawk just really stood out in this relationship as, like, here's a way to, to still, like, essentially, like, have a spot in the spotlight because hawk is very well loved within the fandom itself and so it's like he has a major role and spot in the story and as a character while at the same time being completely capable of supporting his bay is what I like to call
1: it. Supporting his bay. Yes. <laughs>
0: Supporting his bay to be, like, a stronger, like, more uh, powerful person herself. And so, and I think, like, all of us would like a relationship like that. At least that's what I feel like. As someone who's probably like a little more independent and ambitious as like individually so i think that's just my take though i don't know like would you guys like i i'm assuming this is like sort of the relationship or support you would want from your boyfriend whenever you guys have one or currently have one right now
2: (laughs) yeah it's definitely like the patience and support that hawk has for yona is really definitely a big thing not to mention i feel like yeah, in the in the manga, it's just like he's been patient for so long that it's kind of hilarious, you know, when uh, Yona, you know, kind of like when he shows more of his vulnerable side, like you said. So when Yona, you know, tweaks into that, or when Yona realizes things, it's kind of funny to see their interactions and reactions to that.
0: Also, totally, Jeha yeah. is best wingman of the dragons. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> For the longest time, Jeha was, I think, like number five on my husbando list. Really? As to, like, yeah, <laughs> as a testament of how much I really liked him. But um, also because he's like best wingman.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's really close to Hawk, though. Um, someone's pointed out that he is very affectionate towards Kija because they are so different. But then um it's because of that OVA um where
1: Oh, the hot springs one, right? Yeah, oh.
0: where Jaha was sort of like like he doesn't really get Keisha because he was like, oh, Keisha's so innocent and uh, sort of naive and idealistic, and then freaks out over bugs and stuff like that, and so he can't help but find Keisha a little weak in comparison to everyone else. But then when Keisha reveals like his extreme mental and emotional strength. After that, it's like it's it was very obvious in the manga that Jaha's like sort of communications with Keisha after that is like a lot more openly affectionate. So I always thought that was really good <laughs> too. <do. laughs> just an older brother. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I yeah, guess despite is. Zeno probably fitting that more. Anyway, now we're just talking about the dragon. So <laughs> um, that's my first ship. Um, that I just, I want a season two guys. I want a season two because I know that's where all the development happens between them. And do you think it's ever going to (laughs) happen?
1: Who was the last studio that did it for? Studio Purette. Pier- I, I can't even. even oh, wait, it, right? we can only we can only pray at that point because Purette is just going after the big names. I I, I sit on my hands at this point, <sighs> unless they decide to do something like Log Horizon, where they decide to change studios halfway. But into, I kind of don't want them to
0: because I thought the production team did such a good job. Like, oh no,
1: I I definitely agree that the Purette production team did really well, but. I'm also skeptical on Pirot's priorities at the moment.
0: Yeah, it's true. They are pretty concentrated on Black Clover right now, which I've heard is doing really well. So kudos to them. Um, (laughs) Okay, so yeah, that's my first ship. My second ship is uh, Narumi and uh, Hirotaka from Wotakoi, I, there's a bit of bias here because I'm very similar to one of the characters, but anyway, um, <laughs> ten points for you to guess which one it is. Um, but essentially, um, it's actually a little tidbit of their relationship that really, really stood out to me. While it is really cute and nerdy, and it, you know, it follows along a really that sweet storyline that we always like, which is unrequited love that eventually gets requited. In this case, from Hirotaka's side, since um, the anime made it very clear that he had romantic feelings for her for quite a while the thing that really stood out to me about their relationship is that one episode where they all slept over at Hirotaka's house um, or apartment it was when Narumi I don't think she well she no she did not realize that Hirotaka had feelings for her in high school or anything but she definitely realized that he felt more intensely towards her than she did towards him because he would point out memories of their childhood that she wouldn't remember at all and he clearly really treasured it after he had said that and he even said it's not a big deal because they're very different personalities and she had a lot of friends so it's like he was like I kind of expected you to not remember these things but she still went the extra mile to be like I want things to be fair between us. This was before the really smooth kiss, by the way. Um, (laughs) But I do want to point out how important that is because a lot of a big mistake that couples tend to make is when one person in the relationship has sort of been like longing after the other one for a very long time. When they get in a relationship usually their um emotional intensity towards each other or emotional investment isn't on the same level and that leads to a very um uneven It leads to a very uneven relationship so to give an example not from anime it's actually so uh from friends um a big couple that you guys probably have heard of from the sitcom is rachel and ross and a, a thing that a problem that their relationship has was because rosh ross had longed and dreamed after her for so long when they finally get into the relationship he's just so much more intense in the relationship than her and so and that leads into a lot of issues because the girl isn't ready because she's not you know emotionally there yet but the guy is ready because he's been there for so long and it leads to a power dynamics where either the the person who's like not at not as intensely, either they tend to have a lot of power over the other person. Oh, like Haru and Reiko, for example, Reiko oh. has a lot of power over her. Or it turns the other way around where the guy who. The guy or the girl who feels a lot is demands like ten times more and gets really pushy and aggressive. So either way, it leads yeah. In,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Yeah, it leads into a lot of danger. And the fact that Naomi realized it and specifically like very seriously was like, I want things to be fair between us tells me that she knows, like, basically how an uneven relationship can become very damaging to an actual romantic relationship. And by explicitly saying it out to him, she wants them to be at the same level so none of that sort of unevenness ever happens. And that is, first of all, not a thing you often see in any sort of media, like, anime aside. Like, I would say even in novels and movies and shows, you don't sort of see that... Uh, recognition but for her to also take the initiative um being the one who in a way holds more power typically it just tells me that she cares a lot about him and his feelings and that just really elevated the ship to or the relationship to me into a very healthy category in that case so yeah that's my very long rant about why I think I really like that couple and why I ship them Please talk because i've talked long enough
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think what's really cool that now that you talk about like their whole power dynamic and the fact that narumi communicates this very openly really leads to the fact of how narumi is probably the most experienced out of the two when it comes to dating and romantic relationships mm-hmm. and she uses that experience to like understand how her partner feels rather than her who's usually on the other side, you know, she has to hide herself. She can't really be super outspoken or, or like talk about her feelings when potentially her previous exes were just kind of like taking advantage, not taking advantage, but kind of like just being very blase to it. While her now being on that receiving side is like, OK, I can take into account of my partner's emotions and figure things out with him.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, no, and it's like, uh, first of all, it's always a good sign if she was in the otaku closet and this, she can be out of the otaku closet when she's with that guy, <laughs> always a good sign. I say that as someone who actually was in the otaku closet until like college and still kind of am, so, <laughs> um, but yes, on, it's just, it, it is interesting because she is definitely the more experienced of the two for relationships, but we can't forget that those relationships didn't work out either. So um clearly she's not only just um, going through them, but she's also learning and applying like what she's learned to, you know, really make this one work or at least I think she's really trying to make this one work. So, um, oh, yeah, and I, sure. and I love the fact that they're adults and you can show that adults can have the very, cutesy cutesy anime cliche romance and it still works perfectly fine so especially when they're like playing games or when um i i read ahead in the manga because i also don't think this is getting a second season so um but I'm, <sighs> yeah
1: size and remorse i know right
0: and so um my poor ships and the never uh, the never second seasons but i did read ahead in the manga and there was one chapter where Um, She was, like, desperately trying to, like... Get his attention while he was playing a game, and she sort of took it as a competition to be like, okay, let's see who wins, me or the game, and stuff like that. And <laughs> it was so funny to me.
1: So. I feel like that's a that's like an age not ages old, but that's like a pretty recent trend of the girlfriend like being really upset that her significant other or her boyfriend is like super occupied with his games or like a football show, so it becomes a competition for the girl to try to like get his attention. Uh, even though, like, he's just not in the mood or he just... Is not interested right now. He's just very immersed in his game.
0: Well, no, the cherry on the top was at the end, he when she was like, I mean, she was a little sad, but it wasn't like actually like hurt personally hurtful to hers where she was like, Yep, yeah, game one. I didn't win. It's okay. I'll just I'll just go back and we'll hang out another day, sort of thing. And he immediately stops his game and like runs after her because he was like, Sorry, what you were doing was just too amusing. <laughs> so I oh, just kept yeah. playing my game. And I was like, This is the type of tease. I love seeing so but yeah so that's like so that's another reason why I like them is I like the fact that they're adults but they still have the really cutesy moment and stuff um what do you think of this ship Isabel I mean you've seen Wild Dark yeah, Boy right
2: <laughs> I have I definitely like like when you just mentioned that how like Hiro will usually do that to her like kind of just tease her in the relationship. I think that's super cute and really really funny. And that's also one of the moments where he shows his emotions because otherwise he's pretty emotionless. Even in game he's just like super cool like oh yeah, I'll just beat this boss no problem. <laughs> one shot solo exactly. kill. Oh <laughs> so.
0: wait, I just this is in line with our was it our last episode where we talked about character types we don't like.
2: Mm-hmm. Is- mm. yeah.
0: <laughs> so it took you a while to warm up to him, I'm assuming. Yeah, oh.
2: totally. Like until we actually saw. Actually, I kind of liked it though. Like when I think in one of the first episodes where he straight up just said, "Oh hey, are you going to that um, like a con or something?" Oh yeah, And yeah, then yeah, she was yeah, like, yeah. "Don't reveal that right now, please don't." And he totally just did. I'm like. This, this guy's cool <laughs> he's ballsy that's for sure yeah uh,
0: okay so um those are my two ship rants essentially um i am passing the baton to isabel in uh, order of our icons of where we're recording right now so um isabel tell us about your ships and sure. why you think they're really healthy and why you just love them as a
2: whole <laughs> Yeah, of course. So the first one I have is uh, Shirayuki and Zen from Akagami no Shirayuki Yukihime, uh, Yuki yes. or Snow White with the Red Hair. <laughs> we stand. Yeah, and that one's definitely like, uh, I feel like your typical sh- uh, shoujo romance type um, anime or series, but I think what really makes it uh, pretty nice is the fact that Shiraiki and Zen are like in a relationship or they build up to it. At least in the anime, you get to see all of that happen, which I think is really great. The other thing I really like is that both characters are very strong in their own, you know, in their own paths. So, like, you know, how Shiraiki, uh, you know, wants to become, I believe, a botanist or some type of pharmacist in the world uh, that they're in. And she and she makes it clear to Zen, like, this is the type of thing I'm going to do. I'm not going to become like a concubine for a prince or anything like that. She's going to do what she's going to do. And Zen is also in the same way. I like how he's like pretty humble and down to earth. Um, there's like that, that thing, kind of like a di- dynamic between him and his older brother, obviously. But mm-hmm.
1: yes. Shirayuki
2: is always there, you know, to help him out or, you know, just kind of like they they really support each other and, you know, their decisions and everything. So I really like the balance they have in that relationship and even their status, like, you know, Zen is a prince and uh, usually a prince would marry, you know, a princess from a different country. Um, but Shirayuki is definitely not that and uh, but Zen kind of does doesn't really care about that and she he likes her for who she is and I think uh, Shiraiki also feels the same way so that's one of the reasons why I really really like this relationship and I think the anime or at least the aesthetics of the kingdom also really help in a sense oh yes it's
0: very beautiful
2: it's so pretty um I also like the fact that Shiraiki has red hair instead she's like snow white and Snow White usually has black hair, or maybe, you know, if it's Snow White, maybe she'll have white hair, but she doesn't. Zen has white hair. Um, so. Oh, oh, that's interesting. I, didn't even I think about that. <laughs> 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 My brain. Yeah, and, and not to smooth. mention, Zen is also the one who eats the apple, not Shirayuki. So.
1: Oh, that's right. In the first episode. Yeah. Oh! <gasps> Oh my
2: gosh, I just remembered, yes! So yes, in a sense, it's it's actually flipped. Like, Zen is, like, taking on the role of Snow White for Shirayuki, And then, um, yeah, when I started watching the show, I was looking for something like, oh, I'm waiting for the girl to, you know, to eat the apple and stuff like that. And it doesn't happen. And it just gets, it just keeps getting better, honestly, I feel like.
0: I think another thing I really like about them is Mm -hmm. that they motivate each other to become better. Like they're constantly there to be better for the other person. And that's all uh, that's like the probably the biggest sign of a healthy relationship is if you are inspiring the other person in your relationship to become better for you. You know, what what more can you ask for? I mean, obviously, you can't ask for a lot more. But I'm just saying, like, for me, like, that's a a really good baseline for a relationship.
1: Yeah. No, I totally agree. It's it's fantastic to watch them grow and develop, but also be very firm to each other. Like, I want to grow this way so that I can support you. But it is also my dream. It's not something that's not like an infatuation or some kind of, like, phase that they cling on to.
0: Yeah, actually, now that you pointed out, I think that was another thing, um, important thing about uh, Zen and Shia Yuki is that they instantly saw each other and they were clearly very attracted and interested to each other. But I wouldn't say they fell in love or considered themselves to be in love right then and there. Like, Or, I mean, if you guys disagree, please feel free to. I think z-
1: you, I think you're pretty much on the nose on that. Zen was very much attracted to the fact that Shirayuki is surprisingly very strong, and like in a very like soft way, yes. I guess. Uh-huh. Um, and then Shirayuki was just very charmed with the fact that Zen isn't some audacious and rude noble because the prince of her country was like that. Yeah, the right. one that was trying to follow her. So I guess like after sh- after she her seeing Zen, she's just like you know this person might not be so bad after all. Like, maybe I can trust them. Maybe no- all nobles aren't this bad.
0: And yet, even though they did not fall in love with In First Sight, it still feels like a fairy tale, which makes it so beautiful, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I am a romantic at heart. I cannot help it.
2: <laughs> and you know what? That's okay.
0: Um. Yeah, no, that's an excellent choice, Isabel. Who else you got for us?
2: <laughs> yeah, so the second one I have... Um is uh Shinra and Selty. Yay! Um, rah, rah, rah? <laughs> rah, rah. <laughs> I always never can pronounce that right because there's just so many. But it's supposed You're to rah, sound rah, 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 rah. supposed to sound like <laughs> the you know, uh when you start up when you rev up a motorcycle oh. and it makes that sound. <laughs> yeah! yeah. So um but that's basically what the show is. And Seltie is the one who rides the motorcycle and <laughs> um this this couple is definitely i feel like definitely abnormal in a sense because um one Celty is a dulahan and she does not have a head she has a helmet and so it's it, it feels weird in a sense you know having uh, someone else you know not have a face or anything like how do they you know have a relationship with that how do they you know maybe um kiss each other or anything like that if somebody doesn't have a head right but they make it work and I like the fact that Shinra is kind of, I mean, it's, at some points, um, he's, like, overly ob- obsessed with Salty, and Salty does not know how to take that. Um, but I like the little moments that they have together, and then um, even, like, the biggest thing is the fact that she's always looking for her head, and Shinra's there, like, you don't need a head, it's okay. Um, I'm fine with your yellow helmet and everything. But she still wants her head, right? So that that's kind of like the whole I premise. I think that's period. an
0: understandable uh, wish to have.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is totally true, though. Um, but that's kind of like how the premise of the whole show is based on them. And even though they're like a side, you know, kind of like a side side characters to the show, they they really they really are important, in my opinion. And the fact that they really do support each other and do things together is really cute. And even if they have conflicts in their relationship, they always make sure to kind of like talk it out. Or I feel like Shinra definitely makes the effort to, you know, make Celty feel more comfortable with herself. And um, I think... And then all, not only that, like the fact that they also are affected by everyone else. I always love when they come in too. Like when the main characters have, you know, conflicts, they're always there or something. And when I see Selty on her bike, I think that's just awesome.
0: She is very badass, though, mm. as a character.
2: She should have gone on our badass uh,
1: podcast. Yeah, she should.
0: <laughs> but it's like, it would have been a question of whether she was a main character or not, because she still tends oh, right. to get yeah. pegged as a main character. So even though you're right, I guess her appearances aren't that much um
1: did she get more appearances in the recent Dura adaptation
2: adaptation yeah i think towards the end they appear much more and then their relationship kind of like solidified towards the end um okay. which is why, i almost feel
0: like I mean, their relationship is sort of the heart of the story
2: it is actually i feel like it, it didn't seem like that way in the beginning because of you know all the things that were happening and then all the characters you know that were like Interacting with each other, including like the gangs and everything. But then towards the end, you kind of see how it's kind of centered around them, and also like everyone else is also there as well. And but they're kind of like the heart of it, heart of the city, and stuff like that.
0: So I've got a question for you two to help me out with. Oh. Uh, remember how I said I don't usually like types that like obsess over someone? Mm-hmm. So Shinra does obsess over uh, Seltie. quite a bit, or Kelty. Uh, Is it Kelty or Selty? I never figured it out.
2: (laughs) Um, I think it's Selty, but I'm pretty sure it's Selty. So Shinra
0: does kind of have obsessive moments over Selty, but I never minded it, so... Now I'm wondering why I never minded
2: it. I think it might be the fact that he is he is like a scientist and doctor, right? And then how like scientists oh. and doctors are they're super into research and so you know if they're focused on one thing, I feel like that's kind of how you might have accepted it. Uh because he's he's like for the first like maybe he didn't um uh, necessarily like salty at first, but like when he was doing more research about this and more research about, you know, mysterious phenomenons or such, um, he just kind of became obsessed with it. And I think that's part of his nature as well.
0: No, you're right. That <laughs> That makes more sense because I think, yeah, because he does tend to get obsessed with literally anything that piques his interest for science, you know? <laughs> so, yes. um, so that's probably why is he shows that sort of same intensity for all the other topics. So her being one of those topics just feels more in line of who he is versus like, a crazed love interest in that case. I also, I also like the fact that she's always saving him because he's such a wimp, physically. So
1: <laughs> so then that raises another question on that same spectrum. Where does, How does his infatuation for things that he's interested in differs from his romantic intentions towards
2: Celtsy? Mm. That is a good question. Aww.
0: You want to take that, Isabel? <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. You had a second part to that, Agnes.
1: Oh no, no, no. I was just gonna offer my own input, but I didn't. I didn't know if it was like enough to support like how how loving this couple is, just based on like the first two seasons of Ra Since we don't see them as often.
0: Wait, no, no, no. But what what is your input, though? <laughs> Answer your own. Oh, no. my <laughs> input. Like,
1: I, get, I get, it's, such a, it's such a question for her. Um, I guess like the I guess the only reason to why his infatuation grows beyond that of like trying to solve Celti's head is because he finds her more fascinating as a person, probably, because she's like more drawn withdrawn and inclusive, and that their personalities actually mesh together pretty well. So it becomes less of a oh, you are a scientific project that I want to complete, that I want to see finished. And gradually becomes like this relationship of like, oh yes, you are a very interesting person, but you like like you said, uh, Isabel, you don't have to find your head. You're fine the way that you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think yeah, that's. I think that's
0: yeah, I think that's about right. Especially, um, you know, you already pointed out the head thing, but I feel like that was the crux of him being like. You don't need your head. You don't need your head because I know who you are as a person on the inside, and that's really all that matters to me. Which is so romantic. Now
1: that I've said it, up. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the fact that he's very transparent with her too. Oh yes, uh, and like at the end of I think season two, he reveals to her where the location of her head would have been hidden, and it's not like one of those anime moments where it's like. Oh, I will not tell you because I want to protect you. You know, the truth hurts more than the heart does, right? That kind of stuff. But no, like, he's very frank when he tells her where the origins are, but he also, like, lays it out with her, like, I will help you recover it, like, no matter what. Mm -hmm. But here are the facts, kind of thing, which is, like, oddly very supportive of Shinra and almost seems out of character if you don't factor in his actual
2: love and interest in her. Yeah, it's very nice that he's supportive as well
0: maybe i was thinking still so of your question maybe even if it started as scientific interest it's like you said it eventually evolved into romantic interest it's not as toxic slash problematic in that case though because i i'm thinking about the other another argument someone would make not that anyone has made this argument fyi but um playing devil's advocate like what if someone was like well the fact that Originally, he was interested in her as a scientific specimen is troublesome. Like, would you have anything to respond to that in relation to the whole like, oh, he progressed It evolved from just pure interest into like very much romantic love between the two of them?
1: I feel like if they didn't hit that crux by the end of season two, where he does openly support her in finding her head and tell her where it's located, mm-hmm. then I would have been worried. Because then that becomes a very manipulative way of him trying to like keep her as a specimen or keep her as a pet. Yeah, to continue yeah. to watch her.
2: And that's definitely like unhealthy in a relationship, especially because oh, yeah. you know you're no, holding like definitely. someone is holding back all that information just to you know have them still you know be with them. And I don't. Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, that's gross. Mm-hmm. No, don't do that, y'all.
1: <laughs> Transparency is key.
0: I always point to the um uh, uh, point to the genie gif in Aladdin where he goes tell her the truth. <laughs> so-
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Perfect. That's exactly what happens. Well, anything if anything to say is that Naruto needs to make more side stories about them. That's all I request. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. that would be really cute. Yeah,
0: I, I, like it is interesting because author the author did walk a dangerous line. He could have very, very easily devolved this into a very toxic relationship that, you know, we might have actually been mentioning in our second episode mm-hmm. instead of this episode today. But um, the fact that he did it, and made it so sweet and genuine. It's like, we're gushing over it, even though... Yeah, 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 yeah. ...headless. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, it's, it's unique. It's a, it's a different kink, I guess, question mark. But... <laughs> It works very well for them.
0: Anyone remember the scene where she like transforms into like a bikini to? Personally- yes, that's the
1: one scene that seared into my mind for so many yeah, years.
0: She like did it all on purpose to be like I'm trying to attract you, sort of thing. He was like, Yeah, yeah, I'm attracted. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh man, that's never, change, never change, uh, Dora. Never change.
0: Dora is so interesting, <laughs> um, a mishmash of characters. Also, not to do with these ships that we are gushing over, but someone I was watching re of the episodes, and um, Shizuo's you know how Shizuo's younger brother got into a pretty stable relationship with Ruri, the um, actress. I think oh, the she actress, was in season yeah. Two. Okay, yeah, so basically someone pointed out that Shizuo, like, um, (laughs) essentially, like... A severely injured slash threw a bench, swung a bench like a baseball bat at her when she was like in her serial killer form with like the monster makeup and everything. And the top comment in that episode was like, wait, I just realized she was, she's will just beat the heck out of his younger brother's future girlfriend. And I was like, oh, that's awkward. <laughs>
1: oof. Big oof.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I like, I completely forgot about that until I resaw it. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's her. (laughs) um, You know, makes family gatherings all the more interesting, right? (laughs) Totally.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) Well, at least this means that we're pretty confident after after seeing Ra and seeing the ship and also after seeing other of Narita's works that most of his couples are very, wholesome and very supportive of each other
0: oh yeah i don't actually have a problem with any of the couples even the ones that started out problematic with um i cannot i cannot i I always forget names right when i start talking about them um the one the guy who's voiced by uh miyano mamoru
1: of course you know them by the voice actor (laughs) of course i do um wait is this from bakuno or from uh Durarara. Dura,
0: um Okay. Mikado's best friend, Maso. Is that his Oh, Maso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, even his girlfriend and him, like, started off, like, not a great spot because she was spying for Izaya and purposefully, like, sabotaging things and making life difficult. But even that, like, eventually developed slash evolved into something that's really, really, like heartfelt and emotional and I like at the end I like everyone thought of her as a bee at the beginning and then at the end everyone's like oh I hope they stay together and be happy (laughs) so um so yeah he is very particular about his ships or relationships and making sure they don't devolve into something worse but Kelsey uh and Shinra are still the best I still attest to that so (laughs)
2: 100% yeah All right, are we ready to hear Agnes's ships here today? Mm -hmm. I think we are. (laughs) So I had like three
1: ships. I'm like, okay, I'm going to absolutely talk about them either in this episode or in the next one. But when Isabel brought up Dura-Ra, I was instantly reminded of Narita's previous work, Bakuno, and I'm like, oh no, there were a lot of really good couples in that Uh, show too. So which
0: one are you going to talk about?
1: (laughs) I really like the bomber girl, and her childhood friend. Does anybody remember from Bakano? I don't remember
2: their names right now. I personally Seriously? haven't seen it, so I'm not sure. But yeah, mm-hmm. Oh, not- you guys haven't seen it? Oh, it's so good. Yeah, okay. that's my
0: confession. I know it's great, but I haven't seen it either.
1: <laughs> okay, never mind that. I-, I will switch to a different topic.
0: Wait, but- no, no, no. You can still describe it. Like, I'm still down to hearing about it.
1: <laughs> okay, so they're kind of like a group of like, good noble thieves almost and the two of them are like in this very small gang that tried to hijack the the, sh- the the train that all the char- the rest of the characters are on and they have a really good relationship in the sense that they grew up as childhood friends and uh Jacuzzi the main male lead has always been very timid and the bomber girl has always been like very supportive of him and always like making him go out of his shell and go explore and on the other hand, the bomber girl is someone who's, like, very into, like, science and tinkering with explosives to the point that she completely, like, almost lost her vision and had scarred herself severely in one of these experiments. So as children, when she uh, uh, when she underwent that incident, she didn't talk to anybody. She didn't open up to anybody. But Jacuzzi literally crawled over to her house because they were, like, next door neighbors, up to her roof, came in through her window, And try to like console her and tell her that she was still beautiful and like encourage her to keep going. And they ended up being like the best of thieves. And I was like, wait, this is so wholesome. Excuse me, Narita. (laughs) If you see the opening for Bakuno, which is all over YouTube, there's a scene where they show up where they're literally holding hands and she's like guiding him out. Of like this alleyway, as like the alleyway like explodes behind them, and they're like joined the hands. It's really cute.
2: Oh,
0: that is adorable! I just looked it up, and um, the light novel artwork of her is really, really hot, guys. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh. she's very attractive. I also will say that uh, another couple from that same show would be uh, uh Mira and her boy. They're basically like two dummies in the series mm-hmm. that compliment each other so well, and it it's absolutely hilarious to watch them.
0: Wait, uh, wait, 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 I have never heard of idiots complimenting each other well. Like, you're going to have to They're go into so
1: more They're so funny. That. They are so funny. They're absolutely hilarious. Like, they, they finish lines for each other, basically, <gasps> in that relationship.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: So oh it's Isaac that. and Mira that's right their names are Isaac and Mira so Isaac will say something and Mira will like follow up with something witty or like repeat what he says or like Mira is the one that comes up with like the insane schemes of how to like hijack someone of their money or steal their car and Isaac's like that's a brilliant idea oh <laughs> it's my so God. funny <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah because usually idiot couples are kind of like surface level I don't know like I never really. Too much get into idiot couples, but I trust your judgment. So I'm like, surely there's go- they're like this
1: idiot couple is different, right? So <laughs> oh no, yeah, the idiot couple is very enjoyable to watch. Isaac and Miria are a joy in Bakuno, and actually, now that I think about it, all the couples in Bakuno are really good. Mm-hmm. Shane and Real Tracer is also very good, and so is um, I think the main couple, Firo and his girl. I don't remember her name right now. Mm-hmm. But yes, all of them are good. Narita's a great writer. I need more content.
0: <laughs> I think this means Isabel, we need to watch it because apparently all of them are
1: It's available on Funimation and I highly recommend watching it in dub too.
0: In dub? It's, okay. It's
1: very good in dub. It's during that time period where Funimation was really good at dub, like the fun, uh, the Fullmetal Alchemist time period. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> so you got a lot of really good dubs. And they have, and since all the characters are in Like 1920s America, they add in all the accents,
2: and it's really fun to watch them. That sounds like, yeah, definitely fun to hear and listen to.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. But I should probably go back to our original topic. I got sidelined because I'm like, Naruto makes great couples. That's right. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay, Okay. yes, but uh, what were the others on your list?
1: (laughs) So the first one that popped in my head was Holo and Lawrence from the very old series called Spice and Wolf. It got an adaptation, I think somewhere in the mid-2000s, maybe like 2005 or 2006, and it features a story about a merchant who encounters a wolf girl. It feels very like kind of like isekai fantasy-ish, but they have such a fantastic adult relationship as two people who have independent goals, but they find themselves as travelers traveling to an unknown destination. Which I think was fantastic, and they both respect each other very well throughout both the anime and in the light novel series. Did
0: you read the light novel?
1: I actually am currently reading through the light novel, slugging through it, but yes, I am reading it. Do you have
0: one that, or I mean, sorry, not have one, but more like, um, do you prefer one over the other right now? Or do you think like the anime adaptation is just so good of the light novel?
1: The anime adaptation only covered two seasons, so it actually didn't cover the entirety of the light novel, but oh, it did a really good job. The anime actually did a good job at cementing how good their relationship is. They have a lot of friendly banter in the anime of Holo teasing Lawrence because Holo is dubbed as the great wise wolf. She is a wolf that can, has lived for thousands of years and has acquired a wisdom and intellect and uh, senses much more than any anyone could of her era, hence why she's the wise wolf. She's often consulted by many villagers of the bountiful harvests. But at the end of the day, like she is still like a sentient creature who's learning to understand new ways of the human world. So Lawrence kind of likes to tease her a little bit, and then on the flip side, she also teases Lawrence too because she's like, "Oh, you are a mere human who has." no superiority over my very keen ears that can detect lies and stuff like that. So it's very fun to watch them, but they do respect each other quite a bit. And when one of them has like the upper hand, they will end up complimenting the other or like begrudgingly admitting like the other was right and that they were wrong.
0: Ooh, that's So it's really, very wholesome. Yeah, no, that's really important. Cause I think a big mistake that a lot of people make as a whole is when they get into an argument or a disagreement or even a debate, if, um, Just the idea of having to admit they were wrong and stuff is just so hard for people to take, including me. Like, I will admit to having struggled with that because it's just, like, it just kind of hurts when you have to admit that you're wrong. So if they're able to do it with each other, like, in a relationship, that's a really good sign as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, they show signs where they will assert themselves in the relationship and in the light novel, too. And there are times when they kind of, like, not regress back, but they admit like, yeah, okay, fine, you're right. And and it all ends on a very happy note. You see it a lot in the light novel too. So it was really refreshing to read such a couple like that. Because in anime... Oftentimes, like you said, you know, there's like a a fight where they, there was like miscommunication and people don't sing sorry to each other. But what grates me the most is that there's no actual, I'm sorry moment. Mm -hmm. It's usually a moment where the anime girl starts crying. She's like, I miss being away from you for so long. Mm -hmm. And the boy like kisses or hugs her. And then that's the end of it. That's how they resolve their fights. But I'm just like, that's not how fights in general get resolved, not even in a romantic relationship, but in a friendship as well. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I
0: agree. And even in romantic relationships where um, you know, even with married couples, sometimes when they just like let the conflict sit and Become irrelevant anymore. It tends to come back later when they get angry again because ultimately it was never formally resolved. And so, right. I remember reading from a, I think it was a a relationship counselor on one of their articles. But basically, they said like parents, if you ever have a fight and your kids hear it, like make sure your kids hear the resolution as well. Basically, to teach them that hey. Arguments will happen in relationships and very stable marriages, but you know what the key of it is Figuring out the disagreement and finally coming to a conclusion to it rather than just letting it fizz away So I remember watching that anime though so long ago. I was but only an elementary school kid and so <laughs> um, did I it's under- a lot to take
1: in and did it's I a lot understand to take in. a
0: lot of the references or the vocab used in there no no I do not I was still <laughs> learning English <And> so, <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you recognize it now as an accountant because there's a lot of finance going on and, in this show it's
0: actually really sad whenever I see like gifs on it regarding like the finances and stuff I'm just like oh my life has become so sad
1: and so <laughs> there's always um, there's always a-, a meme at least or some sort of reference that goes around uh, the internet being like Holo has saved Japan because like she's such a god when it comes to like fortune yes and repairing the debt
0: <laughs> <laughs> I also their relationship was slightly subtle in regards to oh yes like the romantic feelings towards them, which is always really nice. At least, oh, most mean. definitely,
1: yeah. It it's a long, long burn. Um, it the light novel spans I think like twenty plus novels. Oh wow! So it's a lot of character development, and most of the stories of them is mainly them going through different towns on their way to her hometown. And just like picking up information, solving mysteries and like figuring out like the world's finances at the same time. The world's so, finances. <laughs> oh God. It, I mean, it, it sounds really funny as I say it, but they actually do. There's a lot of episodes where they're like really sitting there with the, with somebody who's like forging coins and they're figuring out like the weight of the coins and how much value will have on the market instead of like a commonly minted coin around the area. So like that's like a very big educational moment, I guess. <laughs>
0: That is so. That anime.
1: They're just good. nerds. They're just nerds in finance. That's it.
0: <laughs> They're accountants. That's so sad. <laughs>
2: They're accountants.
1: <laughs> so sad. I'm telling you. Well, it's, it's, not, it's not saying that accountants can make friends or can't have rela- romantic relationships, Gracie.
0: But that is, it's a sad job. Let me just put it that way. <laughs>
1: Okay, well, they're not accountants just yet. They're traveling merchants, so.
0: Who are doing a lot of accounting. They're accountants in my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, And I think that anime also mentioned taxes, too, so great for me. Oh, yes.
1: Um, I'm
0: telling you, taxes show up everywhere now, and I can't help but notice them, and I'm like, I can never escape, like, wherever I
1: look, and I see taxes.
2: <laughs>
0: um isabel did you ever watch spice and wolf
2: i haven't so that's why i'm not contributing i don't i don't have much to say other than
1: oh
0: it's so good you should definitely watch it
1: um it's definitely a show that you can watch dubbed or subbed oh. and definitely watch it as you get older mm-hmm. because it's very difficult yes when you're younger. oh my gosh
0: yes yes i i remember just whole episodes being like I don't really get what went on. On top of the fact that I did not speak, I, I did not speak perfect <laughs> English yet either. So I'll add those two on top of each other.
1: <laughs> I just remember watching it. And I'm like, wow, these finance things are very interesting. And then the moment uh, Hollow like shifts into a wolf form, I'm like, okay, this is the part where I can get invested. I understand this.
2: <laughs> yeah, just looking um, at the pictures, I don't. Yeah, now that you guys are talking about finance and stuff, I'm wondering what it actually is about because. I thought it was something, <laughs> what something it about? different. It's uh.
0: very, it's like a fantastical slice of life, but mm. without any of the adrenaline. I mean, there were a few adrenaline moments, mm-hmm. but not
1: like severe, right? Agnes? It's a lot more low key in the sense like you're not fighting gods or monsters, but it's kind of like battling through what is considered like medieval trade, guilds, Basically market warfare, I guess. I see, I see, I see. So there's more adrenaline and uh, intellect that plays into all their respective parts. Because there is one arc in the series where they're actually trying to outbeat their competitor Mm -hmm. by selling a specific item on the market, but they don't actually have that item on the market. So it's a frantic scramble, I think for like 48 hours, to acquire the said items and make sure it's ready for production the moment the market opens. So there's like a lot of scrambling around and a lot of franticness too. I see.
0: Listeners, if you're thinking about going to economics, you should totally watch this anime and see what you (laughs) think about it. Unfortunately, your real life does not include a girl who can turn into a wolf. And by wolf, I mean cute wolf ears and a tail. But regardless the materials, if you find it interesting, you'll know economics is the right major for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um oh, gray. Yeah. No. Thanks for that. Walk down memory lane. Except now I'm like, maybe I do need to rewatch it because once again <laughs> I was watching it in fifth grade when I did not have the best English, so
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> that is entirely fair. That is definitely fair.
0: Uh, uh do you have another one, Isabel? Or are you planning to defer it to another time? Look at that fancy finance word. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Definitely for next time, right? Uh, I don't know if we have any others for now. Did you have any others, Gracie?
0: I mean, I always have more, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm a hardcore shipper. i have like, my shipping antics have literally made me throwed a fit in my living room once upon a time. (laughs) Wow. I was so upset. I like... Maybe I should save it for another anime topic. <laughs> Cuz this like no, you know what? I already picked my anime for the for that anime topic. Okay, I'm just going to go with it. So, okay. um so do you guys know Classroom Crisis?
1: Yes, I've heard you talk about it a lot. I did. <laughs> About the ship,
2: yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Well, Agnes has already heard this. Isabel, do you know Classroom crisis?
2: <laughs> no, I don't, and I have not heard it from you, so.
0: Okay, so basically in there, um, it had a really, really slow burn start, like borderline, like, boring start, but then around halfway in the anime series, the plot really started to, like, you know, jump start, and then it got really, really good. And by, like, the last few episodes, I would, the episode would end, I'd be like, oh, like, what's gonna happen? Like, I'm, like, like that invested. And mm-hmm. so, uh, I was really invested in one of the ships that the series had really, like, spent the entire time um, putting together it's like with a genki girl and an angst guy and um a spoiler alert i like angst guys but anyway um the other thing is i just really like their um i just really like how they communicated with each other and stuff like that and um for example like one of the scenes where they got closer was he talked about the abuse that he went through and she like was very shocked by it and it hurt her a lot to hear him go through something like that and so she started crying and so he was like well shoot I said too much and so he was like I'm just gonna leave like sorry I just dumped all that you know emotional garbage onto you baggage onto you and stuff like that but then she immediately like slammed her books down she was like I'm here to tutor you remember and she's like the tutoring is not done and so and she was like really tough and like ready to get back into tutoring and be like you know let's do this and so um and that was like definitely the first moment that like a spark had happened between the two of them anyway long story short I really shipped them and then for whatever reason they also had a hot makeout session in like one of the like last two episodes which like I rewatched oh. too many times to be <laughs> proud of. <it> anyway. <laughs> um anyway, that aside, um what happened was at the very end they added a love triangle for some reason because like one of the other girls like had amnesia. Okay. Um the the girl who I liked with the angst guy, her best friend had amnesia and basically stuck close to her the whole time, but then when her amnesia thing, like, passed, like, she recovered from amnesia and realized she had a history with the angst guy. She immediately liked him again. And so they ended it on this love triangle of like sort of the girls are like kind of fighting over him. But not really because they're still friends with each other. Mm. And so and it ends with the guy being like I don't know what to do and stuff. And I was so upset after all the plot the character development they did between The Inks guy and the Genki girl and putting them together and having their relationship develop only for the writer to randomly throw in a love triangle was literally one of the most upsetting thing in the world to me that I threw a fit in the living room of my apartment. (laughs)
2: Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, That's the
1: worst, honestly.
0: I just don't know why he did it. I'm like, it was just so unnecessary, in my opinion. It almost felt like because obviously some people shipped the Inks guy with the amnesia girl because... Um, halfway through the series people started to realize like oh they did have a history and stuff like that and so immediately people started shipping them more because of that but I was like that's not where all the development happened his development happened with the other girl not with the amnesia girl and so um but anyway I almost felt like the author put it in to sort of like not like get any of the fans angry about who he ends up with either way it was really upsetting and I threw a fit in the living room and I rolled around screaming and kicking my legs and (laughs) my roommates recorded it in all their glory so
1: (laughs) (laughs) that must have been a sight to see and I guess that like is the mentality of some of us too who have like very disappointing ships or like ships that come to a contentious point that doesn't make sense. So we're also like figuratively rolling around, kicking and screaming, but in our heads.
0: Yeah, no, you guys are more mature. You guys didn't physically run into the living room, be like, they added a love triangle to the end of the series. Why would they do that? Lie down on the ground and then start rolling around like an anime character (laughs)
1: I mean, it's comical to see, like, it's, I mean, you're expressing yourself rather than like, oh, keeping uh, it in oh, and like, uh, feeling. My
0: roommates had a blast showing that videos to all their friends and sending it on their messenger, which great, now I have a reputation of throwing fits over love trials, so. <laughs> Um, Not that I cared, because I still really needed to release that anger because I was so upset. So
2: Justified, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it just uh, shows, like, yeah, how you know, how emotionally packed or how emotional we can get over these relationships and couples that we see.
0: I want you two to watch it and then tell me whose side you're
1: on. <laughs> All right, we'll see. <laughs> Is it going to be a classes a class classroom crisis podcast? A classroom crisis
0: plot? I don't think there's enough material. Well, actually, you might like it, Agnes, but... um.
1: I've heard good... I mean, based on the things that you've said, and also I think our overlord watched a bit of it, too. It sounded really good, so I might look into it. It as definitely well.
0: was slow at the beginning. Like I will admit to that, it was very slow, and it seems very generic slash uninteresting. But just if you hold on, does the writing get good until the last episode? So,
2: <laughs> until the last episode.
0: <laughs> I will hold on to that fact to my grave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, this is a weird place to end the episode, but I'm gonna end it here. <laughs> Um, I hope you guys listening all enjoyed our um, ranting slash fangirling over the ships we like. And because we have so many ships uh, we wanted to talk about that are healthy and loving, which is, you know, a good sign that we have more of that than toxic relationships. Um, We are going to later have a part two, Um, probably like 10 episodes later, though, because we like to space out our um, space out our topics. But I hope all of you guys will join us next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.